0: What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, and flying solo tonight, actually doing this podcast a little impromptu, and I got Matt from High Prairie Sportsman alongside me tonight. How you doing, Matt?
1: What's going on, buddy?
0: Oh, not a whole lot. So, uh, you know, what what you been up to? What you been up to out there in um, Nebraska?
1: Oh... Suffering through the duck depression pretty bad right now. You know, I got got my turkeys all shot this year, and uh, that was about a week, two weeks ago. So, looking forward to September already. And oh man, we've got some nice rains. We really needed them, and all our wetlands are full and full of ducks right now too. So that's awesome. not helping.
0: You think that uh, that rain will last all the way through off season? You're gonna like if we had a dry summer from here on out.
1: We need more. Yeah, I don't I don't think it might make it till July at the latest. We definitely need some more between now and then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I hear you. We actually just got a little bit of rain.
0: We've been super, super dry as well. Honestly, I think we're on the fringes, though. Kind of when I've seen some of the maps that Delta's put out, I think we're on the fringes of the dry areas. You know, we're kind of like in a mild drought, um, but the Dakotas need it real bad, um, and they're in a severe drought. But Honestly, that same system that came through um, you the other day did go through um, the western portion of North Dakota, and then as it, it as it came up on on the central part of North Dakota and South Dakota, which is crazy because I was looking at the radar and that was a huge thunderstorm, but it just hit hit that dry area and it just dissipated and went from being a huge raging thunderstorm, pretty much what you saw at your place, and I and you sent me a Marco Polo of you sitting under a gas station to try and avoid getting just hell pelting, pelting your truck. It was that kind of thunderstorm and it comes through and it hits the dry part of North and South Dakota and it just completely dissipates, which is crazy.
1: Yeah. I don't know. You know, we had rain before that a little bit here and there. So I don't know if the moisture being down on the ground here already just kind of helped feed into it. I'm sure that's part of it and being dry up, you know, so dry up there that, there just wasn't any moisture to be evaporated up into the clouds and keep the thunderstorm going. Yeah. But I'm not a meteorologist, so
0: <laughs> me either. Um Elliot did Elliot did mention we need to get John Devney back on here. We've had him a couple times in the past, usually about this time of the year, and uh he gives us a good report of pretty much the the prairie pothole region and uh what to kind of expect from from nesting on that. And I, and I have a feeling that this year it's not going to look great. So um, we'll see though. I I still have my fingers crossed, but it does it does not look good.
1: You should another guest idea here real quick. You should try to get an actual meteorologist, and then you can put like you know put them under the microscope or whatever <laughs> for uh, you know. Why do you say it's going to be windy when there's no wind this day, or it's going to yeah. snow and then there's no snow, or, or at the very least, you know, is it going to be a cold winter and the birds actually move south?
0: Yeah. Oh I yeah. Don't know. No, definitely, you know, I definitely could see that being a a possibility um, for sure. All right, so the topic for today, guys, we're going to be talking all about duck hunting boats. We actually went over blinds in the last podcast. Matt said how terrible and boring that kind of topic was. So I actually mentioned to him, like, hey, why don't you have a duck boat? And, well, we were about to debate it. So I'm like, instead of debating it, just us, let's go ahead and record the podcast about it. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing here. But before that, let's get a quick word from our partners, and we'll jump right into it. So first off, I'd like to give a big thanks out to Motion Ducks. If you guys haven't checked out, the Motion Duck Decor Spreader is the perfect solution for no-win days. Uh, gets rid of that glass-looking water and gives you ripples through your whole set. They got the four-duck spreader, and they got the ultimate spreader. I I run the ultimate spreader, and I won't hunt without it. Anytime you go out there, I'm bringing it, especially on those no wind days because I know – that, that motion is going to finish more birds in my spread. Check out Motion Ducks at motionducks.com, use code duckgun10 no spaces, 10% off and free shipping. Free shipping. Also like to give a big thanks out to Bandit, Avery and GHG. Uh, guys, go ahead get your off-season list together. That's something that I'm working through right now. Things that I need to replace, things that are broken, things that I want, things that uh you know, I probably could do without but <laughs> going through that whole off-season list and kind of stocking up. Um, one thing, you know, um, not a banded Avery and GHG product, but one thing I, I just picked up was um, some more Dove Mojos because Dove season is going to be coming here soon, very soon. And then, actually, this is on the banded list. Um, I did buy some long-sleeve camo lightweight shirts because – Dove season last year, that's one thing I know I was lacking of. So uh, make sure you get your list together for off-season. Check them out, guys. They have everything from decoys, camo, dog supplies, everything you need for hunting, banded.com. Also, like they, have coots too. they, they do have coots. Matt's a, Matt's a coot lover. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, check out the coots, too. Um, also, guys, if you haven't joined the Patreon group, we are putting out tons of extra content out there um, from our podcast, Patreon edition to just video clips and teasers. I actually, just put out a teaser for the Snake Swamp series over there. I haven't showed it to you, Matt, yet. You are going to want to see it; it's awesome. Um, but you know, go check that out. You know, the, the other cool thing about it is at the three dollar mark, which is the same price as Freelance Hunt Stats. You can jump in over there and get that as well. So it's kind of your one or your two for one combo right there. Um, and it really helps us keep the lights on everything we do. It helps us, just helps us with your support. So we appreciate that. Um, but without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the podcast. Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it and shooting limits. Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and taking. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. All right, so I'm just going to start it off just how we're talking, Matt. I'm going to say, Why don't you have a duck boat? And you said never because you thought I said, <laughs> you thought I said, When are you going to buy one? But why? Why won't won't you buy a duck boat? I was
1: being sarcastic when I said that. I mean, I'm sure at some point, you know, if uh, if E3M ever goes to the moon, I'll probably buy a duck boat or something. But uh, I've had a boat. I had a fishing boat, and I just sold said fishing boat last year. And, you know, there's a lot of abbreviations for the word boat, bust out another thousand, Um, and, you know, all those great adages like, the two happiest days in a boat owner's lives when they get it and when they sell it. And my boat was a lemon, as most quickly turn out to be. So I'm not really say in a big. I okay. Say
0: so here, here's the yeah. So when you started saying this, I'm like, I got some arguments. I'm like, wait a minute, let's record this on podcast because I figured this is something we were gonna go back and forth about, which is fine. You came at it like with a strong opinion. And I feel like I have a strong opinion, too. So that makes for a good debate is what I feel like. If you're just like, eh, up in the air, you don't care, and I was the same way, then, yeah, we wouldn't have a good debate. So we're going to have a good debate about it. Um, so you said that. Another point we got to come across is you said that it limits access. Yes. That's what you said?
1: You want me to expound upon that? Yes, yes.
0: because that's the one that kind of blows my mind. But go ahead.
1: Okay, so where I hunt, you know— there are some big reservoirs. Do you want to
0: say where you hunt, maybe, so people know?
1: Kansas. <laughs> all over Kansas. Cheyenne Bottoms. No. Um,
0: Nebraska. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I hunt Nebraska, and, I mean, there's there's a few teal and stuff here. It's not the best, but, uh, okay. yeah. Okay. Do you want to drop any, like,
0: GPS coordinations? Or, no. Uh, coordinates. No. Coordinates. No. <laughs>
1: No, I don't have Onyx, so I can't do that. (laughs) So, uh, but no, uh, yeah, so I hunt Nebraska, and my specific area, you know, and the general areas I hunt, like a lot of the Sandhills, lakes, there's not boat ramps, there's not, uh, I mean, there might be some really primitive ones like sand, so getting a boat in there would be next to impossible. And a lot of places, you know, I either hike in, so I'm walking in waders or, putting sleds on game carts and we're walking in a mile or so to get to these isolated potholes, these ponds in the middle of nowhere, literally. Um, so there, you can't really just like back in a duck boat there. I mean, it would be great if you could use it and you could probably blend it in and with like cattails and stuff up in those areas, but it wouldn't, you know, you just couldn't get it where it needed to be. So that for that reason, you know, for the sandhills and stuff like that, I don't use it. Um, if I hunt rivers or sloughs or cricks or whatever, late season, they're too shallow or they once again, limited access due to ice or, uh, I mean, or just being able to put them in. So that, that's what I mean by accessibility. I mean, there's some lakes across the state that I could use them in and I've hunted across with, from guys with them. Um, but I just use my kayak. I can load in the back of my truck. I don't have to worry about getting it insured or having a trailer and checking all the trailer. Yeah. I won't
0: argue on like, it's simpler to not have a boat, but like as far as like accessibility. So it's like, yeah, if you can't, you can't use a boat in like a pothole, like for sure. But like that doesn't limit your access. I guess that's just a weird way of saying, saying what you meant because um, it just, for me, it opens up more stuff, right? If I go on the, on the river, and I've gone some shallow rivers, but maybe I haven't been out to where you where you go. Like we literally have to get out some places and like pull the boat over like gravel bars or something like that, or you know. So you can get yeah. you can get boats in pretty shallow places, um, and but you know we can go further up the river. We can go maybe not. You can't. It, it takes way less time to go further. Obviously, you can go just as far with a kayak, but um, you know, I don't know. I, I just feel like it. My argument would be that it opens up more access if you have a boat, because you can go on all those places on the, in a lake. You can get to those places quicker. There's more, pla- you'll be more likely to go to places that are further away. And again, like I don't have the same areas as you that I'm just speaking from my kind of, my kind of perspective on it. Um, we do have bigger rivers, um, but you guys have, you guys have, I mean, the Platte river is really big. I don't know how your, your water laws are in Nebraska, or how close that is to you actually on a map. Um, I don't know if it's like feasible for you to even hunt, hunt, that river but
1: so the water laws oh, I can touch on this real quick in Nebraska the water laws in Nebraska are all the like all the rivers are pu- are publicly owned the water is publicly owned meaning you can put a boat if you can put a boat in and or a kayak or a tube or literally whatever you want and float you're not trespassing you that's that's totally legal as soon as something of yours or you touches the bottom and it's not publicly owned land underneath. You're trespassing. So a decoy weight, uh, a boat paddle. If you get stuck on shore, if you jump out and you touch land, they can write you a ticket for trespassing. And do they? Though, I mean, or? even a fishing weight. There has been. Um, I know on the eastern side of the state, there was guys that he would call. He was upset with people fishing around his property, and like they were fishing from a bridge or something. I'm not sure what all the details on that is. But he called the game warden and reported them for trespassing because their fishing weights were touching the bottom of his land that he owned underneath the river. I don't know for sure if they got a ticket, but, you know, if he complained enough, I'm sure either it drives the people away or they do actually get a ticket. So, you know, that's it. plus floating down a river, um, you know, where people have private hunting leases because a lot of them are either private you know, it's privately owned or it's leased up for hunting and you're just floating through someone's spread. That's a great way to start a conflict.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So do you think that's uh how do you feel about that law?
1: Oh, I mean, I, I guess I can see both sides of it. You know, it's cause you're paying. Okay. So in Nebraska, we have terrible property taxes. I mean, most property taxes is terrible, but Uh, they, you own the land to the middle of the river, you own the land underneath the river to the middle of it. And you're paying taxes on that land regardless of, or not, you know? So if the river gets out of its banks and it cuts a huge chunk of your land out, you can't farm it, you can't, you know, you lose all your trees or whatever you had up there, grass or whatnot, you're still paying taxes to the middle of the river. So from a taxpayer standpoint, you know, I guess it's fair there, um, now if i could go back and rewrite the laws you from like when nebraska first became a state sure let the whole river be publicly owned you know that that'd be cool like kind of like kansas does or at least a couple of our rivers but uh you know that it, now it's private in, it's a everyone owns it it's all private for the most part so i uh, i don't i don't think you can, you're not going to change it it yeah. is what it is at this point
0: yeah that's definitely uh you know uh A weird way because indiana is not not exactly like that
1: now what's what's indiana it's just
0: all right so yeah the the indiana laws um is they have it navigable water and pretty much the way they wrote it was back in the day with the logging industry any way that they did or they marked rivers as navigable is what they used for um the state used for taking timber down the rivers and all that so that's the same way it is in a lot of areas like Michigan and, and Indiana, how they, they did the logging practices back in the day. So, um, but in Indiana, Michigan still have uh, a big disparity in how they do their permissions and, and all that. But as far as like it's public land in Indiana on all the big major rivers, anything that's minor that they didn't, that they don't classify as navigable um, are really like small creeks that you can't get through anyway. So, um, yeah, if the, and those are open, those are free game. Like you can go on there, the water and the land, but the non navigable ones, you, the water is public just like Nebraska and the ground is not so, um, which is weird. So, I, I yeah, I wish that every state had it like that. That's one, the only big plus I'll give <laughs> Indiana for, for their, uh, public land right there. But yeah. Yep. Yeah. So kind of circle this back around. We got off topic a little bit. Let's circle this back around. <laughs> so back to the boats. Um, it was the first point. We made two points. The first point was it, you said it limited access. That's the one we went over. What was the, the first one we talked about? And I don't remember I don't remember. Uh, oh, you said uh the, oh that they're all lemons. Right. So I think I think that it's uh you get what you pay for when you go with a boat, right? So it's like I bought – my first boat I bought, I bought this boat for $600 for the motor, the boat, and the trailer. Like, the trailer didn't have lights. Like, the boat is an old, rickety 16-footer with, like, short walls, and the motor was an Evinrude 1968 motor. <laughs> like, that thing is old. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what you can get for – yeah and in 600 bucks. Like I sold just the boat and trailer without the motor for um 1000 bucks. So I'm, you know, people now people know what I what I, I um sold them for. So uh, That's just
1: what being a famous YouTuber gets you though, right? No,
0: that had nothing to do with that. <laughs> I sold it to an old dude that probably has never watched a, a YouTube video in his life. So But who knows? All I'm saying is um, I got a really good deal on it. It was worth more than six hundred six hundred bucks, um, but I mean that one was a little bit of a lemon. Like you know, I had like that trailer was difficult to use, had lots of issues. Uh, the motor, you know, um, we'd like break something every time we repaired something. <laughs> so you know, it's it's kind of one of those things. I feel like I feel like, but it, it is Mo- boats do cost money to maintain. But
1: yeah, see, and that's. So I mean I, I'm not trying to say that you know okay maybe maybe I misrepresented myself saying every boat's a lemon but there are a lot of work is what I'm trying to say is you know what my point is is I mean because I think in every state you got to get them licensed and insured it's like vehicle yep. you got to get your aquatic habitat stamps or your boat stamps from your gaming parks or gaming fish or whatever um and they say registration. You gotta get them registered, uh, you, you know, and then you gotta check all. You gotta make sure the the wheel, you know, the wheels are fine on the trailer, and the lights work, and you gotta winterize them. But I mean, you got you gotta take care of them. And it's just more, in my eyes, where I'm at right now, it's just more hassle than what it is worth. Than when you know, when I can just take my kayak that doesn't have a motor, and I don't need a trailer, and I can just throw it in my truck drop it off and just tootle on out to the boat or to, you know, wherever I'm hunting, tuck it in cattails, and then I'm fine. The only drawback in my mind is it's a little more work, but, you know, if you think of it as exercise, it's all about, you know, it's all about how you perceive things. So yeah. it's a mentality thing for me. It's like, Hey, I can save money on a gym membership and not buy a boat.
0: Yeah. I so mean, you, you get your cardio. Just, get your cardio in. <laughs> but you're you're like missing like the fun aspect, right? Boats are fun, and I it's it's easier to explore and go different places. Again, like if you don't have the places to go, but I think it would open up a lot of places. And like as far as you, you're saying like like at where you're at right now, man. There's never gonna be a better time in your life to drop some money on a boat. You know. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, okay, let me. The further you get in life, the more expenses you have generally, and the more people you have in your life that um, you might have to put. You know, that might not allow you to get a boat, right? So, where you see? Go ahead.
1: If I had a wife, if I had a wife and kids, you know, then we would probably have to get a boat because that's what we do all summer. You know, take them out and pull them on tubes and skis and whatever have a one like a i guess it'd be like a pontoon or something or a, <laughs> i will not get a bass boat because i don't don't bass fish yeah so it, it'd it be probably more of a pontoon kind you'll of deal be or a, ski boat
0: you'll be pulling around with your all weld, <laughs> 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 john boat yeah.
1: so i guess let me ask you a question here real quick when you're putting your boat in, or is it just you typically, or do you usually have someone else?
0: No, I can. I do it by myself
1: quite often. Okay, but are you putting it in on like busy boat ramps? Yeah. Or Are you just oh, putting yeah. it in on on a river by yourself?
0: No, I mean I'll do it busy boat ramps. Okay. You just. I do, mean that's
1: that's another you know because when I had a boat, I mean I've done it before, but it's so much easier to have another person. Oh yeah. No. It whereas definitely is. you know I do a lot of stuff by myself. I. You know, it just complicates things further. So that's, you know, yet another reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that the, for me, when I think about it, the pros outweigh the cons. And, you know, I think that is going to be different for everybody in different areas. Um, You know, I think you need to get over some of your cons and get a duck boat and it'll open up a world of opportunities for you duck hunting. I mean, but then again, like, I don't know your exact location. But here's the thing, I mean you you get a lot of ducks, all the places you hunt. So it's like maybe you don't need to add any more opportunities, right? So, I mean I can see that I guess. Whereas me, it's like man, I got, I got to scrap for every opportunity. So I need to get places where other people can't get as easy. I mean it's no it's no secret that the further east you go, the more populated places are. So you know you're further west with yeah. less people. So those those easier-to-get places, kayak and walk-in areas, like, man. And, and, and two, we just don't have that kind of... Indiana really doesn't have that many opportunities like that. So for me, the boat, honestly, is a big deal. It really is. It See, opens I, up a lot for me.
1: I feel with the kayak, you can get places where the boat blinds can't go, though.
0: You, you can, but what I guess I'm getting at is everybody can buy a $500 Sun Dolphin from Walmart, right? And then that's typically what people start with. If if, if you, you know, opposed to a boat. (laughs) That's
1: what I started with.
0: Yeah. So like with a boat, it's like you said, you got to jump through a lot of hoops, licenses, tags, motors, you know, all that. And you're like minimum, you're like two grand in, right? Where like the entry level with a a kayak is $500. So um, I think the boat gets you up. places where other people won't go. You can go further, all that. So, you know.
1: I will say this, though. It is... I don't think I've been more satisfied, you know, leaving a hunt than I have been rolling past all the boat blind guys with my kayak. There's just something, you know, you, you went out there, you powered yourself on this vessel, and then you were successful... And then you go right by them, and you beat them out. You know, you with a kayak, you got to get there a little earlier so you can get to the spots. But you know, it, you, you beat them out to their spots. You know, with their motors. I, I'm not trying to say boat guys are lazy or anything, but um, <laughs> you com- know, when... kind of
0: coming across that way. You kind of think <laughs> you you look down on boat I'm not, hunters. I'm not
1: trying. I'm not trying. <laughs> I'm not trying to say that.
0: You like but... look at them. You're like Neanderthals. <laughs>
1: Is it is it a little bit of jealousy or something? No, but maybe this is going to get misconstrued so many ways. I can already foresee this happening. But I don't, I don't even know what my point was anymore. You know, <laughs> you, you smell you smell them cooking bacon and eggs in their boat blinds, and you... sounds
0: awful. It,
1: yeah, I know, right? And you just have your nice ice cold granola bar in your kayak, and you're shooting. <laughs> I don't. know. I don't even know where I was going with this. I guess the. Uh, I, I get of, you know the, you're,
0: you're talking about like the feeling, the feeling you get of like your
1: achievement. Yeah, achievement.
0: you you achieve like something you, by staying simplistic. And they went out there and they got their twenty thousand dollar gator tail boat and yeah, and okay. you
1: and you beat them. So, yeah, so so it's like you know uh, what would be it? like using a recurve or a long longbow or a bow versus a <laughs> rifle or something you know i i'm not a huge deer hunter i i only use a rifle but i have a feeling you know those, those bow guys have to feel better than the rifle, or you know they, they have a little bit more yeah. of a sense of accomplishment yeah, or something I, that's true that that would be what i would liken it to because yeah. you know you went out there um well i think
0: at that, that point you need to do like a a handcrafted canoe like just uh one you built in your garage <laughs> To get that. Set. Now, that is an idea. <laughs> that, that'd be pretty cool. So,
1: that would be really cool. But I, start, I can already see yeah, it I'll now, man. One.
0: I can see your next video labeled kayak hunting, the the bow hunters of duck hunting, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: oh, we don't need to start that.
0: <laughs> yeah, for for sure. There's but
1: enough division in our sport already.
0: Let, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead, kind of end this out, round this thing out, and, uh, Let's let's put out our list of pros and cons. So, you know, just for
1: boat blinds, right?
0: For boats, not boat blinds, just boats. This is duck boats. hunting boats in general. All right. So, okay. cons. We'll go back and forth. I'm gonna start with pro. A pro, you can get out further than other people that don't have duck Con,
1: boats. con takes gas and which costs extra money. And more expenses. We'll just say that. Yeah. More expenses.
0: There you go. Pro, you look really cool when you're driving through the marsh with your your beard waving in the wind.
1: <laughs> Con, everyone hates you when you come in five minutes till shooting and you make huge waves and scare all the ducks off with your loud mud motors and whatnot.
0: Pro, everyone loves you when you leave earlier than they do, and it gets the ducks up again.
1: <laughs> okay, That is that is a pro. <laughs> that's that's how Elliot and Josh got their birds at Cheyenne Bottom last year. Um, con. Uh, phew, Uh-oh, he's longer. struggling. You made me laugh. No. <laughs> con, you can't get to every spot that a kayak
0: can. Yeah. I mean, but I would say, I would argue pro that you can get to spots that kayaks can't get to, um, specifically on, on like uh, prairie marshes or places like that. I know places that I hunt, especially like the Michigan marsh, where the kayak can't get through it because of vegetation, where with a mud motor, you can churn right through that. So I don't, maybe you, you have a lot of cot, cattail areas, so you might not run across that, but there's definitely situations where um, with the boat you can get places that you can't get with a kayak.
1: Okay. Was that your pro?
0: That was my pro. It was, you know, that it was the same as your con. So, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with another pro cause I, I'll give you a, give you a minute to keep thinking. Um, you can take more gear and more people. So, uh, I know that's not one that definitely can, doesn't concern you all the time cause you do a lot of solo hunts. Um, and solo hunts kayak, you don't have to take a lot of gear, but, um, with the boat, if you want to run a big spread, I mean, you can do it way easier than kayaks and canoes. And I know, um, when you have multiple people with kayaks and canoes, cause we do it with like the Kevins in Michigan, we take, uh, silhouettes and they take their big canoe and we take kayaks and we get a bunch of decoys out there, but it's way easier if you have a boat to take all that stuff.
1: on you don't you get less exercise
0: (laughs) Uh, that might be a pro to some people too but uh, (laughs) hey
1: i'm all about healthy living here
0: yeah i hear you (laughs) um yeah i think i'm starting to run out of of pros too
1: i've got a pro for you
0: sure go for it
1: i can i can play devil's advocate here (laughs) breakfast in the blind
0: that's that is a good one
1: That is a good one. I'm not having a, I don't have a stove and (laughs) bacon in my kayak. Yeah. Maybe old town will make a new one with a,
0: I bring, I bring mine sometimes when we do that, um, especially with that big water, 132. it's got the hole and I'll, I'll throw in all the breakfast stuff right there, close up the waterproof top. And then, you know, I have to put the, I put the grill right behind the seat. So, um, you can get it done. You can get it done with a kayak if you got somewhere to set up. But uh, a pro, if you do a boat blind, it gets you out of the wind.
1: Con: It's harder to store and transport.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean these are all valid points. So you know, I don't want to. We can it, go
1: back and forth. It's, yeah. you know what? To, to each their own, or yeah. whatever. But. I
0: don't want to beat a beat a dead horse <laughs> with it, but you know, definitely some good points both ways. Um, I, you know, at the, the day, at the end of the day, the end of the day, I. I still hold it against you a little bit because I feel like with duck hunting and everything, like, um, especially if you want to be the best duck hunter you can, it's it, it there's something to having as many tools in the tool bag as you can. And a boat is definitely a tool bag. And I get it, like, you know, with money constraints and all that, right? So that's why you might not do it. Even though it's like it's gonna it's just gonna give you a little bit more of an edge than you already have It's just like you keep doing everything you do, but when the opportunity arises to use the boat because I mean I probably use the boat on like a third of my hunts if that you know what I mean so um okay let me yeah, go ahead
1: so to be the best duck hunter, you can be that's what you just said, right yes i guess I guess you can take that multiple ways. If you're the best duck hunter, shouldn't you make it harder on yourself? Because, I mean, otherwise, you know, if you're using the best tools of your trade, why not just use a 10-gauge so you have more pellets in your pattern and, you know, buy a private lease on a heated pond with, you know, flood corn and all that stuff. Um, The best duck hunters would make it harder on themselves, isn't that... Want that make more
0: sense? Uh, I don't think that's a one to one comparison. I see what you're trying to do there, but I don't think it's a one to one comparison.
1: You're not I, buying that.
0: No, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I get like I get there's certain aspects to it, and it goes kind of back to like the different stages of duck hunting where you might do something like method stage or whatever. Um, but like this is like being able to get to where the birds are. Um, if you see a way Easier. to, if if you see a way to. Get more ducks, right? Then you have that option. Let's say like you you go out and you scout, and like your best tool for the job is like an A-frame, right? And so yeah, it's like in an open field. You fig- you figure your best tool for the job is the A-frame, right? Instead of whatever other options you have, it's just you have that in your options. You have that, but no. If the if the best tool is like a lay, or the best tool is a three hundred and sixty solo blinder then you have access to do that and get the job done the best way, the most efficient way possible. So, and I, and I get if there's different methods that you prefer and if you prefer those methods, it's like, it kind of goes back to Elliot and he's a big layout hunter, right? So he wants to lay out hunt in his prairie marshes. That's what he prefers. Um, also, he thinks it's the best for his area, right? The most effective way, mm-hmm. um, you know, but Phil Conkey, big boat blind guy, and I mean, they smack them out of their boat blind, and he thinks that's the best and most effective way in his area. You know, that's what a lot of people do. They got the the fragmite or the tall, um, the tall yeah. vegetation there. I'm not For sure if it's fragmite or or cattails where he hunts. But all I'm saying is, if you have if you have both those, then you can go to a prairie marsh and you can run your layout boat, and that's the most effective way to do it. People still run boat blinds there. Right. Um, and there might be certain days where you go out and scout and you find a spot where the boat blind will work better with the number of people you're going to have in different situ- situations. So, um, you know, that's one thing that actually, me you and know, Elliot kind of hit on on the podcast a lot. It's about having, um, all the tools in your tool belt to overcome obstacles. Anytime you get out there and you want to get on the ducks. And that's kind of, that's what I feel like the progression of a normal duck hunter, um, is kind of to, to end up with a boat, at least in my area. You know, um, and maybe it's different where you're at. That's just that's my kind of thought on it, my kind of take on it. And so, you know, I, I I say I hold it against you, but I still, I guess, I respect your opinion on it. I will say that, but like, it just for me, we we definitely have different takes on it
1: for sure. No, I I think you're right there in that. You know, as you progress, I don't know as as quite as like as a duck hunter, but more age wise. Because, I mean, it is, for the most part, easier. It definitely is easier than using a kayak, um, you know, when when you can't walk around the best and stuff, or if you're taking someone who can't walk around the best, it's definitely the best option. You just pop them in the boat and tootle out there and throw your decoys out, and you're hunting, and you're not going to have someone with arthritis or whatever take a kayak out there. Yeah. Um, so, Oh yeah. you know, people with... Like grandpas that go hunting, or uh, you know, older doctors, lawyers. That seems to be the general people that have boats around here. Uh, like the nice boat. Well, that's that usually
0: I've seen. The, that's because they're rich too.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> something I mean, about
0: wealth. Has... But that's that's not the reason I have a boat because I I, I mean I kayak hunt no a ton um, as well. But like for me, it's just ease of access because like on our big rivers and stuff like that, like you absolutely cannot kayak upstream. You just can't. Like you just. You literally physically could not do it. It'd be like going backwards on a treadmill, you know? So (laughs) we get places like that where you can't do anything about it. And that's your only option. If you want to hunt the the big rivers, then you have to have a boat. You just have to.
1: Yeah. And see, I don't, I don't kayak hunt rivers. You know, I don't, I'm not floating down a kayak and jump shooting geese out of my kayak or anything like that. So, um, you know, I don't think I've even used my kayak on a river or creek or anything like that. Uh, It's all just, stationary water for the most part awesome so i i just
0: <laughs> yeah Not here. i don't
1: know it's it's a it's a it's t- kind of a to each their own kind of deal i feel like
0: but well mission not accomplished because i was hoping at the end of this you'd be like jordan you're right tomorrow i'm gonna start my search on facebook marketplace i'm gonna get me a, a deck boat and have a lot of fun with it this season so Mission not accomplished, but I appreciate you coming on here real quick for an impromptu yeah. little podcast. You know, I knew it would be kind of interesting topic to talk about. I hope everybody enjoyed it as much as me and Matt did, just kind of spitballing and having fun with it. Um, but, yeah, go ahead and give people your, your rundown on where they can find you on social.
1: Yeah, you guys, uh, High Prairie Sportsman over on YouTube, um, actually in a competition with Jordan here. First one to 20K. You might have seen our race to 10K. I was the loser of that, unfortunately, and had to get my nose hairs ripped out of my skull at the last <laughs> Flyways Collective collab This year, if we hit it, one of us hits it, uh, we're doing a chest wax. So I don't want to have that happen to me. Help me out. And <laughs> subscribe over to my YouTube channel. And you can subscribe to Jordan after I hit 20K, I guess. But uh, yeah, YouTube... I've got TikTok, too, but they kind of limit you on what content you can throw out there, so it's really hit or miss. And then Instagram and Facebook as well. Awesome. And I think that's that's it.
0: Good stuff. All righty. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in for another episode of Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck and Chronicles, Matt from High Prairie Sportsman, and we'll see you guys on the next one.